It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the Premiership edges ever closer to the split Aberdeen and Kelly could be doing with a goal Never mind a win and meet at Pitodry Hibs Hamilton, Motherwell St Johnson and St Mirren Livy Make up your Saturday offering Then tomorrow it's Dundee United at Ibrox for Rangers And a night game in Dingwall for Celtic I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me this afternoon is Gordon DL, Alex Ray and Mark Wilson Well today Gordon the focus goes on the battle for third or fourth place And the battle at the bottom Hamilton and travel to an informed Hibs who are trying to secure third place and distance themselves from Aberdeen. Can Brian Rice's men get a decent result to follow up a good week? Can Kilmarnock go to Aberdeen? We all know what's happening there. Derek McKinnis struggling six games without a goal. Kilmarnock seven in the bounce losing. Something's got to give in that game. And Motherwell, can they bounce back from such a disappointing result last week? Graham Alexander will be home so. And St Mirren, Lovey. David Martindale has a bubble burst. Will Jim Goodwin secure his top six place? Looking forward to this afternoon, Gordon. Uh, a lot of good football. Uh, the battle for third place with uh, Hibs at home, Aberdeen at home. Uh, the battle for to stay out that relegation problem down at the bottom there with Kilmarnock really needing something, uh, as is Aberdeen. Uh, you've got Motherwell at home at St Johnston and uh, obviously Hamilton who are in decent form mm-hmm. and go Easter Road with a bit of confidence so I think there'll be a lot of good football this afternoon Yeah I'm looking forward to it Gordon uh, as the boys said a lot of good competition for places down the bottom up the top Derek McInnes desperate for a goal and a win and uh, otherwise the pressure will mount and we've got a big card as well tomorrow I don't know if it's something to do with the weird nature of this season Generally, without getting too deep The older you get, the quicker time goes Everyone who's listening can sympathise with that But four games away from the split for most of us I know know that a few teams have got games to catch up on We're four games away from the split I don't know how it arrived so quickly, Mark Wilson Um, But, you know, we are slowly but surely getting to what they call the business end of the season Most people have had the... Championship wrapped up at the top, fine But everywhere else, we really are getting to that stage Where every point's a prisoner Yeah, you're right, it has crept up And I, I wonder if the whole uh, You know, a lot of other things going on in Scottish football This season has maybe taken a focus away From the top six coming round so quickly But like you say, it's the business end of the season This is the, the period that's so important to teams Especially at the bottom of the league Where it's so tight And, you know, that middle area um, Finishing the top six Means a whole lot to teams uh, It means an awful lot of money Going into next season In terms of placing So a yeah. lot to play for And a lot of interesting and fixtures it's that, it's that tight, Mark If you look at Motherwell Who we're talking about Can they get out that re- relegation problem At the bottom They're sitting in ninth St Mirren are in six Six points are different gone It's so, so tight yeah, absolutely. I think one of the key things for me as well, Kamarnock, absolute free fall, Gordon. For me, that's the game of the day up at Aberdeen because of the way Derek McInnes is struggling to get a result at the We're moment. Still not watching that one in the studio. No, by I, the I, way. I know. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to Don't sell it. But, no, but I think it is a, a massive game for both uh, clubs, Gordon, because as you rightly said, Kamarnock are absolutely free fall. They've changed their manager. Tommy Wright's into the mix as well now. Can St Mirren cement that top six place with a few games to go before the split? Yep, lots to get through this afternoon then Four big games in the Scottish Premiership We've got Championship fixtures as well Of course we'll look ahead to tomorrow Two big games involving Glasgow's big two Rangers come off the back of Europa League success on Thursday Got some injuries to contend with as well All the usual madness on a Saturday afternoon Teasers, we'll get some 
uh, nonsense out of these three no doubt and of course the open line at five o'clock so sit back and enjoy whatever crops up this afternoon whatever uh, pleases you whatever annoys you give us a call at five o'clock and get it off your chest let's start by going around the grounds though let's start at Fir Park Motherwell up against St Johnston under the watchful eye of Fraser Wishart Afternoon Gordon afternoon everybody and uh, you guys in the studio talking about uh, heading towards the split and of course it's so important for the teams in the bottom half of the table and for Motherwell they wanted to cover very quickly from last week's heavy defeat here at Fir Park by Hamilton Ackies and that win of course plus Ackies winning uh, sort of picking up a point in midweek against St Murn has put pressure on the teams in the bottom half of those seven points separating St Johnson in eighth and Ross County in the bottom and Motherwell in a strange position the next few games really could define their season a win today and a win in midweek against St Murn and then the mix for the top six but they still have a chance of actually finishing bottom they're dangerously close to the bottom of the table so of course a win today eats that pressure and take them above St Johnson in the table but a defeat and the pressure just builds a similar situation I was here for the corresponding game in September Motherwell bottom of the table needed a win and despite St Johnson the better of the game Motherwell managed to get a 1-0 win and it kicked on their season but selection wise Graham Alexander has some problems Stephen O'Donnell suspended of course after that red card last week against St Johnson Lawless Gallagher Grimshaw been out injured recently long term casualties Fox, Carson Donnelly and Dunn and today you can add Alan Campbell and Mark O'Hara who are ill it's non-Covid you have to say these days and also Mugabe Bevis Mugabe came off last week with a shoulder injury today all miss out not many options for the manager turning to the youngsters and Max Johnson who turns 17 in December makes his first start for the team at right back but St Johnson have got the League Cup final next week on their minds it's always nice to go to Hamden on the back of a victory and Callum Davison will try as hard as he can to keep the focus on this game as they're not out of the woods at the bottom again like Mother a victory takes them up towards the top six in that battle for that sixth place a bit of a cliche but there always are a couple of places in a cup final side up for grabs so it's up to the players today to keep that replace in the team and force Callum Davison to pick them next week and they want a good performance and a win today a really interesting game ahead four changes all in force changes for Motherwell Stephen O'Donnell Mugabe Campbell and O'Hara as I said are out in come McGloyer um, Crawford Polworth and Young Max Johnson they go 4-3-3 Liam Kelly's in goals Max Johnson Tyler McGloyer Ricky Lamy and Jake Carroll at the back in midfield Robbie Crawford Barry Maguire and Liam Polworth and Christopher Long Tony Watt and Devante Cole as the three four PJ Morrison, Nathan McGinley, David Devine, Dean Cornelius, Ross McIver, Jordan Roberts and Jake Hasty are the only sub seven of them for Motherwell today. Two changes for St Johnson, team that uh, lost to Celtic last week, played quite well. Experienced Bryson and Conway are out. In comes equally experienced Liam Craig and Guy Melamed, who's the striker from Israel. They go 3-4-3. Three, three. Xander Clark in goals, Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon and Jamie McCart at the back. In midfield, Sean Rooney, Ali McCann, Liam Craig, Callum Booth, Guy Melamed and David Willerspoon in behind the lone striker, Chris Kane on the bench Forston Johnson Elliot Parrish James Brown Michael O'Halloran Stevie May Charlie Gilmer Craig Bryson Glenn Middleton Craig Conway and returning Scott Tanzer and the referee today at a muddy fur park is John Beaton Football is one of those things Fraser teams all across the game have to contend with injuries but every now and then you get a, a spate of them that all come along at once and when you mention those names for Motherwell today missing from even just from recent weeks Stephen O'Donnell Declan Gallagher They're two Scotland internationals Alan Campbell Arguably their most influential midfielder Mark O'Hara Bevis Mugabe You then add in Trevor Carson Liam Donnelly Charles Dunley You say that the longer term ones The names that you read out Not only in the starting 11 But on the bench Personnel wise Motherwell are bang up against it today Are they not? 
they are. And I think of all those names you mentioned, probably six or seven would, would definitely have started today in, a, in the strongest team. And when you're on the back of a, of a terrible defeat like Graham Alexander was from last week, you're always going to make changes, but they're all enforced. You know, and he can't leave out maybe players that didn't play so well last week or he's looking to, to change around. He doesn't have a lot of options. He's going to have to turn to the younger players. Jordan Roberts came in on loan from, from Hearts during the last window, but he's not played much in the last six months at all. So he picked up an injury. So how fit is he? Jake Hasty again, in and out things. He just seems to be on the bench most of the time as well, really. Is he match fit as well, young Ross McIver? And so they are turning to the kids, and uh, that's an opportunity. Young Max Johnson today, as I said, you know, 17. What an opportunity for this young lad. Great reputation. Um, his dad, of course, Alan Johnson, Queen of the South manager, Rangers, Hearts, many, many teams in Scotland as well. So so he's got a great opportunity, the young lad. But uh, for Graham Alexander, sitting today after a four, or sitting during the week after a 4-1 defeat, not many options. And with this game and St Myrne game in midweek, they are absolutely crucial. So, uh, Muddle season for me is going to be defined by these two games. Win them, they can absolutely get top six. Lose them, I think they're in a real battle to go down. Yeah, an incredible injury list for the Steelmen at the moment. Let's hear from the home boss, Graham Alexander. We've got to take everything into perspective and then put it into plan. But for me, we focus on what we've done well for the previous eight games um, and not lose our minds and lose our composure and our thoughts over a really poor 15 20 minute spell you know and that's what it was and but it was enough to lose the game so that's how important the small details are the starts of games and, and everything uh, uh, come into focus so um, for me and, and I said this last week it, I, I like to deal with one game at a time so we have to go into this game with last week's game gone we can't win those points back we can't um, I know we talk about making amends but I want our players going in with a clear thought process Graham Alexander Callum Davidson they know each other well Callum Davidson with a cup final to look forward to next weekend forget all about it you know not even in my thoughts you know I think really important you look at the league uh, probably the bottom six seven really tight uh, really important we get results uh, so again you know the cup final will be a, a welcome distraction uh, but first and foremost it's league business and we need to make sure we're well prepared for, for Saturday make sure attitudes are spot on. Uh, nobody else is, is thinking beyond that. So I think really important we, we're concentrating just on this Saturday. Uh, I just think depending on results, I think we need to try and win as many games as we can. Between now and the split, I think that's really important uh, what we do in that respect. Uh, we've also had a lot of draws this year, which now if we can turn those, those draws into wins, it gives us a chance. So that's just one of the big games today Motherwell St Johnston So bad that Gordon Diel almost got a call up At Fir Park this afternoon But they weren't that desperate Let's go to St Mirren against Livingston Another side perhaps with the cup final on their mind Well Callum Davidson says it's not on his mind uh, But St Mirren Livy today Roger Hanna's watching that one Yeah and I just listened there to the start of the show Gordon Fascinating as you say Four games to the split The 33 game split And if the table stays the way it is just now These will be two of the success stories of the season St Mirren up into the top six with that point against the Ackies in midweek and Livingston well set in the top six fifth place five points ahead of St Mirren just, just these you know four or five games to go for, for some of the teams they've got a cup final next weekend as you say and they really have been a success story this season um, a few injuries for both teams today St Mirren you know about the likes of Jamie McGrath Jake Doyle Hayes Eamon Brophy Christian Dennis Colin Quanner who hasn't been seen since arriving in the football club all out a couple of changes to the St Mirren start line up as well from that midweek draw against the Yankees. Ryan Flynn and Dylan Connolly they came in with Kel McAllister and Lee Irwin dropping down to the bench as Jim Goodwin tries to get a victory it would move him two points 
away from Livingston and that, and that push for fifth place, which would be terrific. I think when Tony Fitzpatrick, his chief executive, talked about a top four finish or top six finish at the start of the season, people had a, a wee chuckle to themselves, but they're really not laughing now at, at, at progress of St Mirren. Um, a bit of doubt as to how they'll line up with those changes today. The, the local people here tell me it'll be a 3-5-1-1 almost. It'll be Jack Annie can go. The three at the back will be Marcus Fraser, Conor McCarthy and Joe Shaughnessy, the skipper. I think across the middle, Richard Tate, Ryan Flynn, who's back in, Cammy McPherson, Ethan Erhohan and El Durmas, a midweek goal scorer against Hamilton. And Dylan Connolly, we think, will just play off John O'Beaker. That means the subs, the only senior players left in the bench, and listening to Fraser talking about the youngsters on that mother bench, the only senior players are Lee Irwin and Kyle McAllister. Two goalkeepers, Linus and Arminsky, and then the youngsters, Finlayson, Henderson and Jameson on that St Mirren bench. The big team news for Livingston and David Martindale, eight days away from the cup final is he's changed his goalkeeper Robbie McCrory on loan from Rangers starts Max Strike's been left out after those two defeats the first defeats of of David Martindale's reign as Livingston manager four changes in all Jack Fitzwater as you know suspended after losing his red card appeal in midweek still no Scott Robinson and Marvin Bartley nowhere to be seen in the 18 today I don't know any injury details suggesting he may just be getting a rest ahead of that Betfred Cup final against St Johnson a week tomorrow so it's Rob, Robbie McCrory in goals the back four Nicky Devlin F.A. Ambrose who's back in the team John Guthrie the skipper and Julian Serrano then Craig Sibbald and Jason Holt and then Josh Mullen Scott Pittman and Alan Forrest behind the lone striker former St Mirren frontman Gavin Riley on the bench Stryek McMillan Taylor Sinclair Pignatiello, Lawson, Cabia, Tiffany, Poplatnik and our old friend the Jet, J. Emmanuel Thomas. Not too sure whether we'll see a lot of goals here this afternoon. Three games between these sides this season already. All 1-0. 1-0 to the Saints in the opening day of the season here. 1-0 to the Saints again at Livingston in what was Gary Holt's last game in charge. And then 1-0 to Livy in that semi-final when Robinson scored the goal. Pitch is looking decent. I see Fraser Wisher and David Field telling you know, saying before we came on here the pitches that their place is not so great not too bad here in Paisley the referees what I call him Jim Goodwin been a decent week for him new contract um, everyone his boss telling everyone he's the highest paid manager in St Mirren's history uh, here's what he had to say before the game uh, well of course look, I mean, it's not about making amends for what happened at hand and um, you know we know we're capable of beating Livingston we've done that already uh, a couple of times this season in the league you know I would argue that three points is more important to us than, than what it is to Livingston you know I think um, I can't see Livingston dropping out of the top six now, you know, would take a, a really good run of uh, victories for the likes of United and St. Johnston to catch Livingston, you know. Um, so I think Livingston are pretty safe in there in the top six. For us, you know, we, uh, we're desperate for the three points. We're desperate to try and open a gap between ourselves and the teams below us, but um, also very wary of the fact that Dundee United and St. Johnston are, are right on our tails. And, um, you know, those two teams are capable of winning a number of their games that they've got left as well. So still a lot to play for for both sides. David Martindale out to ruin Jim Goodwin's afternoon. A win for either team makes makes a wee bit of a statement, if I'm honest. It obviously gives St Mirren a great chance to catch us, but I think if we can open up an eight-point gap, it, it gives us a wee bit of security going into the next four games after that. St Mirren are the only team in the Premier League this season that we've not took points from in the Premier League, so we'll be going out to try and rectify that. Trained really, really well all week. We came in on Monday, they were extremely positive on the training park. And um, yeah, everybody knows where they stand. Uh, let's go to Hibs against Hamilton Ackies. David Fields watching that one at Easter Road. David, are we very much in that familiar time of the season where the Ackies just surprise everyone and end up staying in the division? 
Yeah, it's the, it's the great escape again. You know, Brian Rice's men have been written off. I'll put my hands up, Gordon, at the start of the season. I thought they'd go down. But they're, they're defying the odds again. You know, a great week for them. Good results against Rangers. That was a fortnight ago then, Motherwell and St Mirren. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely in form. But I think looking at the table, this is such a big game between two form teams. You know, you've got Hibs really pushing for third place in that guaranteed European slot. You know, they're trying to move away from Aberdeen who are out of form. Then you've got Aki's who, you know, again, you know, they're just they're just racking up results and getting points that you don't really expect them to get. Um, you know, Brian Rice has got his men really playing well, you know, there's a good spirit togetherness about them and listen, at this stage you wouldn't bet against them uh, pulling it off. I suppose though Gordon, you know, the game in general uh, and football was put in perspective with Scott Allen's kind of confirmation of the illness yesterday. Um I think it was pretty much common knowledge Scott had been struggling and hadn't played for Hibs for a while. And he opened up in the condition yesterday and I see the interviews. Um, it's called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Well done, man. Um, I'm glad a, you said that. I was you. dreading that thank one this you. afternoon. I have, I have been practising it for an hour. <laughs> um, and it's, it's something that affects the heart. You know, he had to take a bit of time out. Um, he, he wasn't able to play for a while, but he's been off the bench soon, uh, sorry, recently. And hopefully he's back starting games soon. He's on the bench again today. And I think I'd probably speak for everybody, that anybody that's come across Scott and over the years, you know, working in the football industry, he's a really good guy, um, you know, good player but you know down to earth you know really unassuming guy and you know you wish him all the best because he's obviously got type type 1 and diabetes as well so for a guy like Scott to come through something else again especially during a pandemic you know says a lot a lot about him you know you really admire the way he's come back so he's on the bench today Hibs have actually just made one change Joe Newell who's been such a big part of Jack Ross's team this season he's back from injury he replaces Alec Gogic in the middle of the park so it looks like a 3-4-1-2 formation Ophir Marciano in goals Paul McGinn, Darren McGregor, Paul Hanlon at the back, Chris Cadden, Jackson Irvin, Joe Newell and Josh Doig across the middle, Jamie Murphy just in behind Martin Boyle and Christian Doidge. Subs for Hibs are that, that duo, Macy Gray, Portis, Stevenson, Gogic, Wright, Halberg, Scott Allen and Kevin Nisbet, who still doesn't get his place back in the team. Aki's have also made just one change, Brian Rice, just from the, the draw during the week. Alan Martin's picked up an oxy, he's replaced by Scott Martin. So it looks like Hakim Odafin will go back to the, the back three. So it looks like a similar kind of 3 4 1 2 formation. Ryan Fulton in goals, Odafin at the back with Hamilton and Easton, Lee Hodson, Charlie Trafford, Scott Martin, and Scott McMahon in midfield with Ross Callahan just behind Murray Sagompo and Bruce Anderson, who you know really is one of the form players in the league just now. Hamilton subs are Gourley, Stirling, Want, Hughes, Mimno, Winter, Moyo, Monroe, Smith, and the referee here at Easter Road is Craig Napier. Looking forward to that one massive game at Pitodry. Aberdeen against Kilmarnock. Here's Dave Galloway. Thanks, Gordon. Well, if ever there was a game between two teams desperate for victory, then this is it. Aberdeen with one win in ten and the club record six games without even scoring up against the Kilmarnock side who've lost seven straight matches. For each poor result for the Dons, pressure builds on manager Derek McInnes, but they did at least show some positive signs against Celtic in midweek despite losing 1-0. Can they build on that, though? Killy boss Tommy Wright only took over last week but he's looking to inspire some self-belief into his side. He brought in Kyle Lafferty recently to pep up his attack and he is on the bench. Let's look at the teams then. Two changes for Aberdeen. Niall McGinn and Conor McLennan replace Matty Kennedy and Johnny Hayes for the Dons. So it's Joe Lewis in goals for the hosts. A back three of Andy Constantine, Ash Taylor and Tommy Hoban. Midfield, Conor McLennan, Ross McCrory, Dean Campbell, Lewis Ferguson and Niall McGinn. With Fraser Hornby and Florian Camberry up top. Substitutes, Woods, Logan, Hendry, McGeoch, Ross, Vertinen, Mackenzie, Kennedy and Nguania. No fewer than five changes for Kilmarnock. The men coming in are Ross Millen, Kurt Broadfoot, Degwelli Debo, 
Mitch Pinnock and Chris Burke. Out drop Aaron McGowan, Zach Medley, Aaron Tushbola, Greg Kilty and Rory McKenzie. So it's Colin Doyle in goals. At the back, uh, Ross Millen, Clever DiCamona, Kirk Broadfoot and Brandon Hornstrup. <laughs> Midfield, Degueli Debo, Gary Dicker and Yusuf Malumbo. Up front, Mitch Pinnock, Nike Kabamba and Chris Burke. The Killy subs today, Rogers, McGowan, Ibsen Rossi, Medley, Tishbola, McKenzie, Kilty, Whitehall and Lafferty. And your match referee here at Pataudry is Don Robertson. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Alex Ray, Gordon DL in the studio The top team are all around the grounds We've already given you the team news from the four big Premiership matches today Two tomorrow and some Championship action this afternoon as well But at this time on a Saturday we always look back on all the week's biggest talking points Or some of the week's biggest talking points I think to go most recently on the pitch Alex Ray Pretty obvious would be Rangers game on Thursday night Um, Knowing you as we do and having had the pleasure of hearing you on the TV how is the heart rate now? I would imagine it, it took you a couple of days to, to calm yourself back down. Gordon, it was a, an absolute roller coaster emotionally. Everybody was kind of watching it. You know, they managed to get back into the game several times and then conceded poor goals by their standards. Uh, I think if you're a neutral watching it as well, it was a terrific uh, uh, watch. And um, it's, it's kind of finally poised for next Thursday again, Gordon, because I think the Belgians will still feel as if they're very much in the, in the tie um, because they've managed to score several goals but uh, it was brilliant to be involved with it Gordon and uh, I think Stephen Gerrard's record in Europe is absolutely remarkable I think it's five defeats in 41 games so 42 games something like that so uh, I think uh, when teams come out and attack Rangers in the way that they do uh, I feel as if they've got the personnel that can actually go on a good run I think you'll find we had a caller last night who said that Antwerp were a pub team and Rangers should be ashamed yeah. to have only scored four. So I wonder yeah. if you're overegging it a little I, bit. I have to be honest with you, Gordon. I heard that guy. And it was honestly, the hilarity in the Ray household was uh, off the scale. Uh, <laughs> let, let's bring in Roger Hanna. Um, Roger, Rangers in Europe has been rarely dull since Stephen Gerrard came to the club. How did you see it on Thursday? What chance would you give them of progression? Yeah, they'll get through. Um, they certainly won't defend as badly as they did in Belgium on Thursday night. Very unlike Rangers this season to defend like that. Um, a chaotic 90 minutes, a thrilling 90 minutes. Not sure it's one you'll put down and the boys will put down in their coaching manuals um, You know, for in terms of quality, but in terms of excitement and just the, the roller coaster nature of the game, it was absolutely terrific. And going forward, again, Rangers were excellent. When Kent came off the bench, he scored that terrific solo goal he's won the penalty and one of the things for me that slipped under the radar was the performance of Alfredo Morelos Rangers scored four away from home he doesn't score any of them which is hard to believe but he's had three assists and for me he led the line absolutely tremendously and for me he is developing into an exceptional striker not just an exceptional goal scorer uh, and Fraser Wisher, for, you'll be delighted to know um, that we don't really have to talk about disciplinary issues this week. It's been the, the dominant story every Saturday for as long as I care to remember. Um, however, here's my, my shameless link. I wonder if some of the controversy we got on Thursday night um, might make us realise that, yeah, we, we're not perfect, but my goodness, even our professional referees with VAR and all the rest of it can cause one or two dramas as well. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not a great fan of VAR. You know, I'm not sure they get 100% of them right. And people tell me they get they get more decisions right than wrong. But it, I think it just kind of kills the drama of, of the game. And uh, I was shaking my head at a few of the penalties and decisions that were made. But uh, 
in the end, it was, it was a brilliant performance by, by Rangers. And, and what they do in Europe is they don't change the way they play. And quite often, away from home, teams will set up and they'll be bringing an extra defender or stick an extra defensive midfield player. You, you feel over the last three years, every time Rangers go away from home, they could score lots of goals. And, and even the other night, 3-2, taking a few, a few more pals, and you, you felt that Rangers were going to score again. You always feel they're going to score goals. And Roger was talking there about Ryan Kent, and I think that's one of the big stories was that he was dropped, you know, and he's been a inconsistent this year and some fans questioning him but one of the things that every time you see Kent is his attitude is first class and to come to, you know he didn't take it off he came off the bench and he scored a brilliant goal and he got the penalty and he was a threat all the time and that's what he does he commits players all the time and as a defender you would hate to play against him because even if he's not at his best and he's losing the ball he makes you work really hard and that was a real plus for for Rangers and uh, you just you just wonder how far they can go in this tournament I agree with Alec I think there's a wee bit of uh, you know this team scored three goals and uh, they'll have a couple of players back for next week I think as well so we just still have to be very wary but uh, another brilliant performance and just a great game of football to watch it had everything There's a quote um, David Field from Stephen Gerrard where he talks he says I absolutely loved Thursday night I love competing at this level it's a proper game of football with two teams really going for each other we all know the story we know that he hasn't won any silverware yet and, and clearly Many people would say that that should have been better, but th- there is something about that team that his team that seems to suit Europe and certainly enjoys it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, two words: progress. Needacorn. You know, Rangers were going out to teams of that caliber just a few years ago. I think you know Stephen Gerrard's reign, however long it lasts, will probably be defined by winning this year's Premiership title because that was his job when he came in. But I think the progress in Europe from Rangers has been, you know, probably the most impressive thing he's done. You know, because. Rangers had lost their way in Europe. They, they were really, really struggling to, you know, even qualify for anything. So for for Steven Gerrard to twice go through all the qualification rounds, he's now, you know, got European football after Christmas twice. Uh, Rangers got to the last sixteen last year. I think they can go even further. You know, obviously it's a lucky draw. There's some big teams still left in it. I don't think it's seeded the next round either. So you could get a Spurs or somebody like that, or a Leicester City, Brendan Rodgers back to Glasgow. But you know, I, I do think it's been it's been really impressive the way Rangers have just handled the European scene in general. It's very unlikely them to concede three goals. You know, I think we to do a little prediction for the paper, and I called them the clean sheet kings, and then they go and ship three goals. But to score four, and you know, I think the tie. I agree with Roger. I think Rangers will go and finish the tie at Ibrox this week, and who knows where it can take them. Um, it did come at a cost, though, Roger Hanna. When you look at James Tavernier and Kemar Roof going off. I suppose the, the saving grace for many Rangers fans listening would be that the league title's so close that it doesn't look like that would have too much of an impact in the run-in. Yeah, um, listen, Kemar Roof I don't think is as bad as initially it looked the other night and, you know, as we say, Morelos is there, Kent's there, Eaton's there, Defoe's there, there's plenty, plenty of attacking talent. Um, James Tavernier, as I think you said in the show last night, is never injured. Um, so when he went down after that challenge, it just looked as if a sort of maybe a little ligament or something's opened up in his knee. You, you, you knew that it was that it was slightly more serious, and of course it's compounded by the absence, and it could be a lengthy absence of Nathan Patterson. I thought Leon Balogun came on and did well. I was sort of blissfully unaware he had played as a as a right back in his earlier days in Germany. He came on, he looked fine, he will be fine, I think. Defensively in domestic competition, probably defensively in Europe as well, but it will take that attacking zing that, that Tavernier provides, the, the set piece delivery, the advancements down the right hand side, the balls into the box, and, and arriving into the box to meet deliveries from the other side, from the likes of Barisic or Kent or people like that. So it is a blow to Rangers. Um, it's interesting, Stephen Gerrard, looking at potentially three agents coming in. 
to fill that gap for the rest of the season. But um, I think it'll be Balligan tomorrow, certainly against Indy United. Imagine Stephen Gerrard thinking that they're so close to the title they would just show off. Signs Mark Wilson on a short-term deal to play right back from now until the end of the well, season. I can bring that house down no time. Yeah. <laughs> what a celebration that'd be at Celtic Park. That's um, a house of cards, Mark, isn't it? <laughs> Alex Ray, Roger Hanna, um, in typical Roger Hanna fashion, has given us the perfect segue into the other story of this week. The biggest one was... And it came to a head, if you like, on Thursday by the fact that Nathan Patterson yep. would have would have come on, obviously, yep. and now would have enjoyed a run in the team, and he can't. And I'm sure the irony is yeah. not lost on him. Monday night, you were in here, and it was at, it was at the kind of speculation stage. Absolutely. We didn't know names, we didn't know what was happening. Now we do know. Yeah. How do you reflect on that, Gordon? I think these guys will look back. They, we've all missed games, important games over the course of a career, but usually that's through injury. They have, I said Monday night show, whoever thought the idea of going out last weekend was utter madness And it's panned out that way Now these guys have been told to self-isolate They would have been in the house, these young guys And obviously Tavernier get injured early in the game He would have been sitting looking at that going What a price to pay Because that's a perfect example to come on against a very good Belgian team Showcase what you can do because they rate them very highly within Ibrox Same with Bassi uh, on the other side and it's left Steven Gerrard in a terrible position. Now, these guys haven't even seen Steven Gerrard yet because obviously they had to self-isolate. I would imagine he's raging. He's already come out publicly and says, I've, I've personally been let down with these guys. He's, he's backed him to the hilt. And now what you have is these guys there. I'm not sure how much of a part they'll play going forward because if you're looking to bring in a right back, uh, it would suggest that you bring him in to actually have a wee look at him along with Balligan. Ryan Jack can go to right back. So where Nathan Patterson comes into this, Gordon. So when they look back at this over the course of time, only time will tell how much of a future they have with Rangers. And and again, what a price to pay for one night out. It's poof, beyond belief. Nathan Patterson's signed a long term deal at the yep. club and is very young. Take Zungu for instance, because I know I know there's a. a, a an appetite from some people out there They just treat them all the same Punish them all the same And I'm sure they will be In terms of Well I'm not sure But I'd imagine they could be In terms of Whether it's financially yeah. And whether it's Any suspension handed out By the Scottish FA That will probably be consistent Across the board But in terms of what they've got For their future yeah. you're, you're bound to treat it On a case for case basis Bongani Zungu is the obvious example He is only here Until the end of yeah. the season And Rangers have a decision to make Do we want to keep him? I don't know, maybe that would have been a purely football decision anyway But if it was up in the air, if it was 50-50 Has he now ended yeah. his chance of of, a, of an extended deal? Gordon, that's a really good point Because they were, as you rightly said They were assessed it on an individual uh, basis Now Zungu's come in and he's done okay Gordon, there's been, there's been games where it's been re- quite tight He's come in, he's shored it up But the two games St Mirren And I think he played a couple of weeks ago as well He struggled to actually have an impact and control the game I think it was at Hamilton So when you factor that in it's, I think it would be easier if somebody's borderline They've stepped over the mark. I think it'd be easier enough for the management team to say thanks very much, but you know, send them back to France. Uh, but the younger boys are the the, the longer term future gone, and where they stand, do they send them out as a punishment uh, and loan? Uh, you're right, what you say. I think the the club will most certainly fine them uh, the maximum. I think it's a month, isn't it? Uh, wages, and the SFA will look at it in the individual merit when they when they have a look at the investigation which Rangers have done. So across the board, there is no winners here, and they will be punished accordingly. And now what it's led to is Neil Lennon unhappy with the, the Scottish government's response And when I just looked up the story I see it was written by David Friel So I feel like you're the obvious person to uh, come in on that side of things, David Yeah, I, mean, I think Neil Lennon's irked by the fact that when Nicola Sturgeon was asked during the week about the, Cel- uh, sorry, the Rangers 5 
she mentioned I don't care if it's Celtic or Rangers and I think if he sees quotes he feels Celtic have been singled out for, for special treatment a little bit I think it goes back Gordon right back to August when Celtic and Aberdeen both had games cancelled um, after volleyball and goalie in Aberdeen 8 now looking back you know, there was nothing in the rules to cancel those games. That ga- those games were almost cancelled by government edict. You know, and, and if you remember, the JRJ, the SFA, SPFL were really, you know, tiptoeing around whether football could continue, whether it would be off, and it was almost like Nicola Sturgeon. She stood at a lectern and said, you know, they shouldn't be playing football anytime soon, and straight away games are off. There was nothing actually in the rules for that to happen. Since then, it hasn't happened. You know, Nicola Sturgeon hasn't stood up and said they shouldn't be playing. They shouldn't be playing. So, so teams are going on. So, I, th- I think Celtic and Aberdeen, and I'll, I'll, I'll mention Aberdeen as well because they had two games cancelled as well. You know, we we're, we're basically fell victim to that early phase of uncertainty around football, COVID, and everything. In terms of the Rangers players and, and the reaction and whether it's special treatment, etc. I, I think Nathan Patterson, Bongani Zungu, and the other three will get fined by the club. I think they'll get bans. Um, and everything else continues, but that's that's happened with Jordan Jones, George Edinson, Mark Conley at Dundee United, a few others as well, I think. So, you know, <laughs> Celtic's special treatment un- unfairly, I-, I don't think so. I think it was just going back to Nicola Sturgeon right at the start, trying to make a point, really, and trying to make an example of football in, in Celtic and Aberdeen with the fall guys right there. Yeah, what, what do you make of that, Roger? Because when you mention Rangers or Celtic and kind of put them at opposite ends of a debate, that's when people get really... Um, heated up about it So I get that In fact it's what makes Shows like this go round But if we f- Somehow For a second Forget which teams We're talking about And just look at the, the facts here As David says Earlier on in the season Teams had players Who went off And did their own thing And the government Were so unhappy about it That games got put off Now recently We have another team Again forget what team it is Has had Players go off And do their own thing And now No games Have been put off Can you understand That frustration? I think that there are differences, and it's very easy to you know, use a broad brush in these things, Gordon. I think if you look at them individually, um, the Aberdeen 8 at the start of the season, um, well, some of them not going back into training the day after, volleyball and golly, not only did he go back in and trained, he actually went and played in a game, having been out of the country and breaking lockdown laws, so they were effectively putting teammates and other members of staff at, at risk, if you like. I think where Rangers, now you could use the phrase, got lucky if you like, both with the Jones and Edmondson one and this one this week, was that um, it was nipped in the bud before any of the players were back in training grounds, back at stadiums, back in contact with anyone else at, at the club. So there are distinctions uh, that, you know, differences to be drawn between each of these cases. Um, you can see the postponements, as David was suggesting earlier early in the season, um, could have been an overreaction. You have to remember Nicola Sturgeon was in the middle of a, an SQA exam fiasco at the time and was desperate to take attention away from education. And uh, I, I said at the time, I thought the Aberdeen 8 and volleyball and goalie were sort of caught up in all of that as well. So with politicians, you find they t- tend to make political decisions, and th- that was a political decision. Um, I think at the time Rangers dealt with Edmondson and Jones. They dealt with them sharply. The players are no longer at the football club. They were suspended for seven days. They were fined. Um, and I think Rangers actually drew praise from the Scottish Government for the swift action on that one. So, uh, again, there's been swift action. The players have been dealt with internally. They will be subject, of, no doubt, to SFA notices of complaint perhaps this month or perhaps when the new compliance officer starts on the 1st of March. So th- th- there are differences to be drawn in each of the cases. 
Fraser, I don't know if you, if there's a, a different angle for you to come at this with your PFA Scotland hat on. Not particularly, you know, we, we're always at pains as the PFA to, to tell the players and we tell them regularly and, and updates we send out to them, you know, they, they have to abide by the regulations the same as everybody else and to be honest with you, the disappointing thing for me is that, that there's been a number of high profile uh, situations and uh, currencies and this is another one but I, uh, overall I think football's done pretty well, you know, and I think when you think of the number of tests and David Martindale was out and he was strong and what he was saying this week as well and I've said for a wee while about the word privilege I've said in this show for months you know football's paying a lot of money for the privilege of going to work I don't agree with that that word but in the end football I think has done pretty well over the piece but this brings it back into into focus I, I feel for the lads um, I always do in my PFA I'm just in a human element say the same as the Aberdeen lads when you make a mistake like this and, and there is no mitigating circumstances there's no excuses but all of a sudden, as a young kid, Patterson and Bassey and uh, the other lads as well, they are in this sharp focus here. And, you know, I just hope they're doing OK mentally. Again, I haven't seen anybody asking the question, are they, how are they physically? Have they got COVID? Have they not got COVID? Because that's the number one thing. It's a horrible, horrible virus, this, as well. So I, I do feel for them, but 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 I don't know what was going through their minds. And, and you know, yet again, it's a warning sign to, to players, they, you know. One of the things we do tell them is that they they not held to higher standards, but they have to understand that they are public figures. And if you're a public figure, people will want to take photographs of you. People will want to phone Roger at his newspapers and tell them what's going on. And that's not to say that they shouldn't. I'm just I've been saying to players that is what will happen to you, you know. But apart from that, in any case, you just shouldn't be doing it. So uh, I feel for the lads because you said Patterson would be sitting there. Really, really down during the week because he'd have played a lot of football team now and then the season. Bassi's got a future there. Who knows if Barisic is a good Euro 2020? Will, will there be offers for him in the summertime as well? So it's a difficult decision for Rangers now because they've got two players who, who are in the plans for the future, whereas Jones and Edmonds and I think we're seen as squad players. So tough one, but all in all, I, I really another another week of headlines for football we could have done without. OK, let's leave it there because we've got four big games in the Premiership to look forward to, and we're going back around the grounds next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, Alex Ray in the studio. Top team all around the grounds as we build up to four massive games in the Premiership this afternoon. I mean, Aberdeen against Kilmarnock at Pataudry. Six without a win for Kilmarnock, for Aberdeen, sorry, and six without a goal. Seven defeats in a row for Kilmarnock. And that's the game you want on in this studio, Alex Ray. You're going to need to put your case forward because I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just looking at both of them, Gordon. You know, Aberdeen are trying to get back up to uh, third spot, uh, try and catch uh, Hibs. And then you also look at Kilmarnock, who are an absolute free fall. One's got rid of a manager, one's got a manager who's under pressure, struggling to score goals. I- I'm going to make a prediction. That'll be a high Five sc- each Yes, a high scoring mm. goal game today Yeah, I mean Kelly scored uh, 8 in the last 15 Since the start oh. of December So they're struggling um, as well How big a game is that for Derek McInnes? Huge, absolutely huge The pressure is building week upon week Now Aberdeen fans haven't been happy How the squad have been performing Even when they've been winning Gordon That's that's the standards they hold So when they go this run of games 6 without a goal You can almost feel the weight is on Derek McInnes' shoulders It's a huge one Especially when you're coming up against a team Who are struggling so badly Like Kelly If he doesn't get a win today Then they will make their, make their voices heard 
One, it's actually one one in the last ten uh, Dazzler, and uh, they've got Celtic after today as well. So you know the pressure mounts even more if they don't get a result today. Yeah, I think they'll get a result today. I look at Kamarnock. I've watched him twice now. They can't score goals, so I don't know how Alex says twice ever or, or <laughs> twice <laughs> ever, twice ever. I, I gave up on them years and years ago. We used to beat them on the manager here, and <laughs> the last. They look actually okay in the middle of the park, Gordon. Mm. That's where the strengths are. I like Burke, but I don't. I, I, I didn't listen. Yeah, he's in today. Yeah. yeah, he's a top goal scorer. He need goals. Is Lafferty playing on the bench? He's on the bench. Yeah. On the bench. Thanks they, for listening earlier. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was a, I was a wee bit caught up in other things, um, but I do not see Kilmarnock. Mm. And I watched Aberdeen against Celtic, and yes, it didn't score, but I think they've got enough firepower to win that at home this afternoon. Uh, Fraser Wishart from Motherwell against St Johnson. There's a real chance here for Motherwell. The incentive is there. Um, because they know that they're only two points behind St Johnson with a game in hand, so a win today would would do them wonders. Again, though, you just wonder how difficult it's going to be going back to that injury list. We actually um, we were talking off air, you and I, and they could put together quite an impressive starting eleven of, of teams that are, of players that are unavailable today. And, and possibly most of them, except maybe the, the three strikers in that uh, team, would have uh, started today. Would been your first choice. For, for, for Motherwell and likes of Gallagher and O'Donnell at the back they bring in Johnson and McGlore you know two young lads not much experience there at all you know at the back there can they cope with Chris Kane and David Wotherspoon and I think has been brilliant this year for St Johnson plays on that left hand side as well so there's, there's lots of lots of questions I mean sometimes you do get a situation where clubs are, there's, a, there's adversity and, and they respond to that and they, and they pick up the victory but it's very difficult to see where Motherwell are going to, are going to get that from today we just uh, you know Long and Watt and Cole all three centre forwards in the team all running into the same positions anytime I've seen them I know they'll try and play two of them wide I think last week it was Cole and Long it might be Watt and, and, and Long today but they always want to come inside and there doesn't seem to be that kind of width that, uh, that uh, your teams are looking for to get around the back so it's a fascinating game I think St Johnson are underrated I really do I, I think uh, the teams I've seen them this year they've been in every game and uh, I think the way they play a 3-4-3 it's a genuine 3-4-3 they've got a threat up front and uh, they're strong at the back with the young lads in the centre back position so I think it's going to be a very difficult day today for, for Motherwell and, and one of the consequences of having so many players out is you can put in a strong team and most of them are first team players other than Johnston McGlore young kids coming in as I said but there's not a lot of options on the bench other than Hasty and Roberts to, to go and win a game as well so Graham Alexander will be hoping he can get through this one said earlier this year it was 1-0 here from Motherwell and Stephen Roberts played a very defensive set up and it worked because St Johnson had all the ball but Motherwell picked him off and won the game 1-0 something like that for Graham Alexander he won't care how they play it they just want a victory and if they can do that midweek game against St Mern as well win that one all of a sudden things are rosy and they're right in the, 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 the mix for 6th place but lose today I think they're in, they're in for a fight between now and the end of the season to stay up Motherwell yeah Hibs against Hamilton David Fields watching that one great to see Scott Allen speaking out about his own struggles recently we certainly wish him well and hopefully he can play a good part between now and the end of the season we also mentioned the Ackies David and how they just continue to surprise everyone how important has Ross Callahan been in that because he, he's not a particularly Prolific goal scorer Certainly hasn't been Known for that Playing in a slightly Kind of advanced Midfield role at the moment He's got 8 league goals This season Which is more than The likes of Morelos Shankland Turnbull Kent You know he's And that's in a team That clearly is generally Struggling down the bottom So he's been a massive part Of what they've done recently Yeah he's almost Reinvented himself Gordon You know in this Kind of advanced Attacking midfield role And I think if you if you spoke to Hearts fans, obviously he was there for a while as well. I think they'd be pretty surprised that you know he's, he's 
he's emerged so well for Hamilton this season. You know, I think Ross has always been a good player. He's always he's very, very fit. He gets up and down the pitch very well. But I think Brian Rice has just got the best out of him. But I think that's just Brian Rice's, you know, I'm saying charisma, charm, whatever. He, he seems to have a good relationship with his players, you know. He manages to foster this spirit, this togetherness, and also a siege mentality. You know, you saw him speaking during the week about how he's remembered everybody who, who's wronged him this season, who's written him off. So I think he must do a lot of that stuff before the games as well, get players fired up. But Ross Callahan, playing behind Ogunpole and Anderson, has, has been really, really good, and he will pose problems for Hibs today. Uh, yeah, looking at St Mirren against Livingston as well, uh, Roger Hanna, talk about incentives. We mentioned it for, for Motherwell. Earlier on But St Mirren are already into the top six They're levelling points with Dundee United They've got a game in hand And Dundee United are at Ibrooks tomorrow A game which you would imagine they will not win So Jim Goodwin must know that The chances of a top six finish would be Dealt an immense boost If they could get a victory this afternoon Absolutely Hamilton midweek here Livingston today here Ross County next Saturday here all the cards really favour Jim Goodwin for taking St Mirren into the top six. The flip side of that, of course, is well, his injury list isn't quite as long as Motherwell's Gordon. He does have quite a lengthy injury list. Forward going players, I think he's got three strikers out. And he's got those two Irish lands in the middle of the park, Jake Doyle Hayes and Jamie McGrath, who have been central to everything good about St Mirren this season. They are missing as well. It, it does give an opportunity to Ethan Erhohan and Cameron McPherson, two homegrown players, two exciting young central midfielders field players who have impressed probably in the shadow of McGrath a little bit this season it gives them a chance to come out and show for themselves how good they can be and, and it could be it could be a big few days for St Mirren if they can win here and then beat County here next Saturday you would fancy them for the top six yeah I think is, is Motherwell going to Paisley midweek as well in between all that yeah sorry of course yeah Motherwell as well that, that was, game in hand was that? was I was, actually, I was actually speaking to the St Mirren groundsman when I arrived here at half past one and um, he's not best pleased, shall we say, with the, a schedule that has seven, seven home games in the month of February. I think about, about one third of the games that are going to be played here in the entire season all crammed into the wettest month of the season. But um, in, in saying that, it's not the worst surface I've seen in the Premiership this year, let me tell you. And of course, only five points behind Livingston, St Mirren. So for all the praise Livy have got, has been arguably one of the success stories of the season, and they are. But a win today moves St Mirren to within just two points of David Martindale's men. So there is so much to look forward to this afternoon, and kickoff is coming up next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Alex Ray are in the studio The top team are all around the grounds And the games are underway on a Saturday afternoon I cannot believe it, Alex Ray pulled rank Aberdeen Kelly is on in the studio I'm now scrambling around trying to log into that other game on this computer But enough of that, how's the ACA looking? We made Hugh Keevens do his on air last night Because he can't join us at the moment on a Saturday And we miss him terribly So it's over to you three to give us some equally rotten predictions Okay, I'll go first. Starting at yeah, Fur yeah, Park. For yep, thank you. Starting at Fur Park, that's no good news for your Motherwell side. I think St Johnson will win narrowly mm -hmm. there. Um, I headed a cup final next week. Hibs will beat Hamilton as they're in form. Um, draw St Mirren Levy. And the game we've got on, I think Aberdeen will finally score and win the game against Kelly. Well, I'm going Motherwell St Johnston. It's going to be difficult, obviously, with the squad that we've got out today. Draw Gordon, and I think we'll be happy with that. Good point. Good point at home. Hibs Hamilton. That's, that's got to be a tight one, but I'm going for Hibs. Here's my nap of the day. 
Livingston to get back to winning ways in Paisley. Oh, that's and, bold. That's bold. Yeah, yeah, and I've been right so far. And Aberdeen <laughs> and Kilmarnock. <laughs> when was that then? Well, I predicted the last three Livingston's results, and I'm now going for four in a row. Is that it? Right, okay. Right, okay. Right. I, I'm going to go for St Johnson today. I'm going to go for Hibs to draw with Ackies, St Mirren to draw with Livy, and uh, Dons to get that win that they need. Right, well, let's see what the next couple of hours has in store. Sit back, enjoy if you can, and then join us on the open line at five to let us know what you've made of today's big talking points. So you can get ready for that one. You can stay in touch all afternoon on Twitter at Clyde SSB. I'll have a teaser for you in just a second and some other nonsense that you can get involved with. Mm. Um, but of course, the main event, the open line at five o'clock. So we are underway in all of those games. Goalless, obviously, across the board. Nothing really to tell you about yet worth bearing in mind we do have oh in fact we're not underway in the mall David Friel um, well this is interesting I hope, I hope this is as exciting as it sounds delayed kick off at Easter Road because the linesman's gone AWOL Oh, I don't you remember that topic we spoke <laughs> about the, the topic we spoke about a couple of weeks ago what was that he may well be in the bathroom God. oh I don't not again no we can't bring that up again <laughs> oh he's here good he's here and, and we've we're finally started that's fine what a relief <laughs> ever be, have you ever been to a game Maybe lower leagues Where they have to get someone From the from the crowd Does that still happen Is the that a game Or like yeah, one the line Or, or the they, line. did they put the Tannoy Probably did a better job To ask if there's any Qualified officials That must have happened before I think oh, that's oh, a they've done that, but yeah. yeah that even happened in my day That they used to say Look anybody that's a Qualified Referee or sir, Please show yourself At the main door <laughs> Make yourself <laughs> known make, make yourself known To the stewards Do you think people Bring their boots Just in case Like if this is my big moment I don't want to be caught <laughs> You know be Slipping up and down The touchline Do you think there are people Who bring no, the boots Just in case No Because you've always Get a kit man That'll fix you out With a pair of Boots Gordon uh, So you don't need your size though Oh well You've got many players You've got in a football mm. club And you'll have every size there So it's just if you You want mm. the make I used to like Adidas I wouldn't wear anything else what? So Oh no No yeah. no no They're world, saying best World Cups mate Alex Ray still comes to work In his Puma Kings Nah so. they, they, <laughs> they, they, They've got one today Yeah <laughs> Honestly <laughs> I love them uh, the, the, the best boots ever Willow I, I think of you Straight away When I see Puma Were Kings Were you a World Cup man Or a Puma Me uh, No I was Predator Aye Predator Predator He's a modern man Remember they, they were the them all. Oh, yeah. you, stay, you stay Who are you Gordon Just out of curiosity Me? Yeah, yes, you Because you come in Every you week your Yeah you love it On a Saturday um, um, Over the piece of me I do, I to, do to plain, But must admit Sort of copas Anything all black Yeah I don't have no good Fancy enough, Dan Not ones. good enough To pull off the colour No All black at the uh, moment Yeah, that, yeah that's a, that's yeah. the way To go Gordon just not good enough to pull off the flash, I must admit. Well, I was, but I always stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, but you played the TV was black and white when you played, <laughs> no, so no, that chance of the boot has been colourful. No, well, you think uh, the, 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 the sponsor of the ball, the many times I put my foot on it to score maybe two or three goals, I could have, I could have <laughs> right. made oh, a few season. Uh, Roger Hanna, this is, I'm not sure if Gordon Dale gave him this line, Roger Hanna says there was a Tannoy announcement at Breakin to see if there was another manager in the ground. <laughs> Mark, I must admit, it's a tough school when you're getting it from Roger Hanna. You expect him. Roger seen the hurt uh, in my eyes when he came to McDermott Park earlier on in the season. And he, he knew the job I had, and now he's given it to me. Willow, Willow, the next time he phones up for a little line for his newspaper, remember. I can't wait to read his newspaper, and there's a terrible headline in it. He's getting it. I'm phoning him up. I mean, the thing is. 
you got to you got to try and be, be kind, be nice to each other. We actually yes. asked Andy Halliday to come back this week, but he, he said no because Why? of the hard time you gave him last week. That's it. I, done. Really, I really enjoyed Andy's coming. He's done. I really did. He decided um, to come play central midfield Alex, for Hearts this you afternoon. You should have heard that. I heard. Last I heard. He gave you He was out of order. He really was actually. He's a lovely, lovely boy. Oh, Andy. you might have shown it. I did. The biscuit selection that boy brought you, Brilliant. and you slaughtered him for the full yeah, tour. Yeah, but he was a bit fly at the beginning, Gordon. And he was in the studio before MDLs. He was taking people's mics. He was all over. He was trying to take he over. Knew he was nervous. He was just trying to get his, yeah, get his bearings. He, he thought he was a captain. He shouldn't get put, put in his place. Yeah. Uh, we, funnily enough We do have championship games And he's, he's actually playing In one of them That's why he's not here well, Is he playing today Is he who's, who's nil, Morton got? nil We've got Dunfermline Alloa Ayr Inverness That fixture that you Have got bad memories of oh. Dundee Queen of the South We've got a goal in that already uh, Obelai has put Queen of the South 1-0 up early wow. And then Queens are going Manager well. of the month yeah, Alan Johnson My old teammate and they're both nil, Wraith Rovers nil. So there we go. Uh, I, I, did, I told you there would be guaranteed nonsense that would just spring up. So if you've ever been to a game where they've had to get the, the old official down from, from the stand, we'd love to hear your memories on that. I've got something else good up, up my short sleeves, though, uh, for you in the first half. Oh, lovely. We've been busy behind the scenes. Doing what? I'll tell you in just a second. Let's do this first, though, Mark. The first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals, pull out Plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column Brutal question this afternoon You lot have been scushing these It's been too easy So we're upping it Let's see what you're made of Mark Wilson Yeah, there's no chance There's two names on here that I've it's I, not I, a, yeah. The listeners will get them But I'll struggle to pronounce so Okay Just <laughs> <laughs> spell them Do you want me, do you want me to do this in fact? No, I'm going to do this No, please don't do it Go on then Go on, please I can read the question Okay, since 2002 Seven players have played in a Europa League Or UEFA Cup final And have also played for a team in Scotland This excludes Celtic's 2003 squad Or Rangers' 2008 squad So, since 2002 Seven players have played in a Europa League or UEFA Cup final and have also played for a team in Scotland, excluding Celtic's two, 2003 squad or Rangers' 2008 squad. Yeah, them. good One. point. He doesn't need the answers at the moment, so it's later on. And do you know what? I think you're talking yourself up. Out of the seven, I don't think you'll be able to pronounce five of these. One of them must be bigger oh, than Oh, no, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> you do the answers, Gordon. I'll this do week, the yeah. answers later on, but there we go, right? And maybe we've given, maybe there's a wee hidden clue in there. Oh, so we're looking for the central so two. So Smiths or Browns. Seven players have played in a Europa League or UEFA Cup final, and they've also played for a team in Scotland. It doesn't include. The Seville or Manchester squad So there we go At Clyde SSB Remember It is a race So do not hang around Get your answers in One tweet All answers At Clyde SSB Still no goals to tell you about In our Premiership um, just Lewis Ferguson Had a great opportunity Gordon It was a ball up to uh, Fraser Hornby Flicked around the corner Third man running He tries to go to the near post And the keeper Pams it around the post yeah, it was a good save. Yeah. yeah, good effort for Ferguson. Good, he's had a good season throughout yeah, Aberdeen he's, season. Yeah. He's the one constant really that's, that's played well. Derek uh, did well to hold on to him in January. You wonder come the summer uh, or the start of next season if he will be at Aberdeen. Okay, we've got one of these already. Early start. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. St Mirren nil, Livingston oh, no. one. It looks <laughs> like a Connor McCarthy 
own goal A bit of debate about it I don't think David Martindale will care He'll be delighted with that start to the game St Mirren nil, Livy 1 Don't even think about bragging about your prediction Because there's 82 what? minutes yeah. to go You're going to lose a goal, lose it early exactly. I'll tell you what right now The old hips moving well Dazzle, oh, I see you dancing about the studio there What was that? Seriously? Yeah, no idea. Idea. There's a few moves in there Alex When lockdown opens back up Um <laughs> But I just think that Livingston, you know, they were on such a terrific run. They were never going to keep that up week in, week out. Mm. And obviously, they've had a little bit, you know, a defeat, draws, stuff like that. I think it's two defeats, isn't it? Two defeats, yeah. And today, I just had the feeling that he could get them back playing. Yeah, listen, they they may well do. Um, Scott McMahon's had a first chance for the Yakis. Good save, Marciano. so Andrew McLean Who's a reporter He's not on duty today He knows the answers To this teaser really? Presumably Because he? he's texting Saying can't wait To hear Mark Wilson pronounce <laughs> And then he's given us <laughs> No I think you should the... Take over no, That's why you, you went to, to uni finish, For things like this Gordon Finish it off you can give Be it a go brave first. We'll be there for you uh, You can give it a go first uh, Right okay So your teaser's up and running At Clyde SSB Here's the other thing I want to discuss This afternoon right I'm going to expose Gordon Diel here to, to Mark Wilson To Alex Ray And to the nation Wow You know Lockdown right he, he, he lives in his own Got a lot of time in his hands Sitting there With his own thoughts Nothing much else to do He's picked up a hand injury Alright oh. right. Seriously <laughs> He's picked oh, up a hand okay, injury That's yeah. no surprise So much time With his favourite lockdown hobby That he's injured his hand Honestly his right hand You should see the state of it I cannot believe That he's been doing it so much He's injured his hand And I'll tell you The now boys And you all understand this Your that, technique is weird I watched you do it Is that, as well is that bad <laughs> that, See when I grip My big Bertha Right It really is sore He's been <laughs> Cream's what you need for that Too busy He's been <laughs> so your big He's been so busy On the, He's been so busy On the Panini sticker album That he's given himself A nasty paper cut Thank goodness We cleared that up He's been He's been too much on the Panini stickers He's peeled so many stickers That he's injured his hand He's got a proper paper cut On his thumb uh, This all goes back to a couple of weeks ago When we were talking about the Panini stickers And we got the Scotland album uh, Sent in to us And he's been he's been at it relentlessly He even does it in the office When he comes in here um, Sticking his, his stickers in And he genuinely You should see the state of his thumb It's cut to shreds Wait, When was that? A couple of weeks ago? We were two weeks ago? Yes, three no, weeks ago But two, every two. time I've come in here Daz just sits in the office Fairly quiet just peeling away Oh he does it quietly Yeah no doubt Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, We've got 30-90 go Is that all you've got 30, to go? 30-90 go boys What are the doublers looking like? Who's your main oh, source of got, frustration? Oh, everybody will get hundreds of doublers Who have you got the most of? Callum like? Parsons got to oh, make Ka- a few Callum's up there All the McBurney if anybody wants him And clubs included uh, in that Who do you need that? <laughs> who do we need? <laughs> um, oh I've got them I've got a filing cabinet I've got it all written down Numbers now I've got a great way of doing it So you didn't think to bring it in And, and tell oh, us when I was going to ask you half time and show you But we've got a lot of doublers there Because we could Listen this, We're a, a happy family of you know the listeners out I there. We can be the only could, people doing that. Not oh, loads of people are doing it. Seriously, absolutely. So we could put it out there. We could we could try and arrange some sort of swap deal if you can tell us what we need and, and what we've got. <laughs> right, but here's of. here's a thing. Here's a challenge. Could we be the first? Well, me, be the first to complete that. No, no, someone will have done it of There's nobody they got as many stickers as we I had I mean, you get yours for free that's <laughs> People have to go and pay for them Daz, have you been uh, exchanging a few swap deals over the years? You'll need to get We'll need to get, a, we'll need to get a, a network going So if you can get your list 
Um, I'll have we'll, we'll that. Time I'll, I'll have that. Um, Aki's have hit the post as well. Wow. Maurice Ongpo. Uh, so they're giving it a good go. Right, I did say though that, that, that there's more to this. This wasn't just a story about Gordon Deal's hand injury. There is more to this. Behind the scenes, we have gone to quite some lengths to find football stickers of you guys. Right? Oh, brilliant. Some were easier than others. So the producers <laughs> went about their business in the background and, and tried to uh, to find them. So we got them all. We got well, not them all. We got one of you, Alex Ray, in your Millwall days. Oh, to get here. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's a home. It's a homemade hairdo. If ever I saw one, it's a lockdown job. It's straight across from the it? fringe. Oh, it's oh, yes. dreadful, right? Um, we got one of you, Mark Wilson, as well. One of the producers can can bring them into the studio and I'll show them to you. Uh, we managed to find a Jim Duffy one. We had to send away for these, right? And this is deadly serious. We couldn't find one of you, Gordon Dale, right? <laughs> 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 you don't do it ourselves. However, what we did get of you was a photograph, right? We found a vintage photograph of you which was sent from Iceland and it cost 30 US dollars plus 15 dollars postage sent from a... F- no way. Sent from a, an official... Vintage photography place in Iceland. I, I swear that is the truth. Is it blank white? I know, and that's where <laughs> it came from. Is it blank white? Let's see. Oh, oh you do look well, does I am telling you, that's the reason I've been married three times. Check that, baby. Out. <laughs> okay, see the So, see the I have no idea, honestly, right? So, eBay, all the usual places. We, we found your sticker, Alex Ray, and yours, Mark Wilson, much easier recently. We got yeah. Jim Duffy's. The best we could get was a vintage photograph <laughs> stamped from 1981, Gordon DL, black and white, and it came from Iceland. It cost the producer, <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he put it on expenses, 30 US dollars plus no. 15 postage and packaging. I right, promise, right? right? That, that is... So... What we're going to do is we I'll put the picture on Twitter go, resell it. Go, go to at Clyde SSB We'll stick them on Twitter And what I want to know This is my long intro to the question for you today What are the great lengths you've gone to To get your hands on a piece of football memorabilia? There must be some good stories out there You must have maybe travelled the length and breadth of the country Paid a fortune Hid it from the wife, I don't know Tell us the length that you've gone to to get your hands on a random piece of football memorabilia $30 plus 15 postage and packaging For a, an Icelandic photo of Gordon DL I'll put it on That's Twitter amazing. Red card, Hamilton, Ackies And it's that man Jamie Hamilton Not he again! Used, he used to get sent off all the time When he first came into the team He looked like he was over it this season He's performed really well He's been getting some praise from Brian Rice Hamilton off penalty to Hibbs Martin Boyle Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. It was a high tackle on Martin Boyle, and he's paid the price. Jamie Hamilton is that—that's the life of a young yeah. centre half. Alex, did he not yeah. get sent off three times last season? Uh, the did. season before, I think it was actually in a short period of time as well. Gordon, and all right. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Right, that was not a penalty. They were unrelated. My my apologies. Okay. I just they were so close together. So it was a curling shot from the edge of the box. The sending off. Happened just before Apologies yeah. I assumed it was the red card But even even still uh, To get another red card It's obviously disappointing Gordon I really like this boy He's got good attributes But uh, you know he has. To, it seems as if he's a wee bit rash When you look at the Continuous red cards And uh, you know He's going to have to learn Sooner or later Because he's put mm. uh, The manager and his players Under the under Brian Rice And a bit of pressure With what 16 minutes gone in the game Yeah, yeah not the greatest start I've got to say uh, Hamill going there In good form Gordon um, you need to show a lot of character now You wouldn't imagine I didn't fancy Hamilton today anyway um, I think they'll have 
uh, bigger uh, battles to fight in the coming weeks. I don't fancy him at Easter Road. I fancy Hibs, especially going for that third place. So it's a, it's a blow a blow for uh, Brian Rice and Hamilton. And I just see Hamilton, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Hibs going on there to win that by very comfortable margin. Yeah, so Martin Boyle was a curling shot edge of the box, but he was, I think, the, the victim of that tackle as well just, just before um, but serious foul play straight red card Jamie Hamilton just out by, by the dugout as well Alex yeah without having seen it it sounds like the type of incident assuming he's not been hard done by you yeah. think do you need to be flying into a tackle near the halfway yeah. line if no, you're a it's totally half. unnecessary and David will give his low down at half time Gordon and uh, as I said to you Gordon you know they, they had a good opportunity uh, early on uh, and unfortunately they've passed that up they hit the post you said Hamilton didn't you so you know, to lose a man and then obviously Boyle scoring it's a double whammy. Great play there, Gordon, from, from Aberdeen and Hornby in particular. Kilmarnock corner gathered by the goalkeeper, chucked out to the halfway line to Hornby, who runs a full half, cuts back on his right foot and just curls it just wide. Aberdeen look mm-hmm. a bit more dangerous going he's forward. Injured himself, Mark. He's, he's sitting yeah, down, yeah. yeah. He's Either just that a... or he's knackered. Yeah, no, well, I think he's to a knock there, boys. He doesn't look too clever. But he didn't get any tackle or anything, he just cut inside. I think it's he's... He's done his groin and his hip, Dazzler, yeah, he seems to be holding it, doesn't he? He's, he's, he's thigh, but he's wearing the kind of cycling shots that you wear coming to work. Dunfermline <laughs> have scored against Alawa. Craig Whiten with the goal on 14 minutes. Recent recruit, yeah, it looks like Fraser Hornby's yes. struggling. Uh, he's, he's been struggling to get up to speed, really, at Aberdeen so far. Tough to come into a new environment, but that, that's not what he needs. That's yeah. what sum up Derek McInnes' luck at the minute, Alex. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, trying Cal- to get Henry's coming, Henry's on. coming on, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had a couple of options uh, Young Kennedy or, you know uh, You have to say you, you, You've got to feel for the big guy Because he's clearly uh, Come off the worst for that And got, you know what it's like, Dazzle You know when you hit a shot And you're not set properly And you just feel a twinge At the top of your thigh No, nah, I, I wasn't that far out To hit it that hard, Alec To be honest with you I That's finished He's already yeah, remonstrating the physio So yeah. that's a blow for Aberdeen I never, I never get injured in my, my career. Doing off, moving off, though, I don't think. It wasn't about movement. It's hard it to do a, that in the bench, it does. It's the explosive know, it's players that it. pick up the muscle injuries, isn't it? Well, like you were never injured. Very, uh, Mark, I went through season after season just playing games and scoring goals, happy as Larry. Oh, I need to stop this. This is getting boring on a Saturday afternoon. But I didn't get injured, up. honestly. I was, like, I was a wee bit up until Thursday like that. I, for some reason, I didn't get any many tackles I've got. Exactly. Say. Norwich won, Rotherham nil. Timo Pukki, a man that we obviously had in our game not so long ago, doing great things for Norwich. Uh, head over to Twitter. You'll see those pictures that I'm talking about. And I, I'm, Am I getting any swings? Hold on. I couldn't make this up, right? Favourites, they're loving it. There's no swipes. This story's too bizarre to make up. Oh, we've got a goal at Fur Park. Goal flashes. Mm. With top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Motherwell nil, St Johnston won, and it's Guy Melamed on 19 minutes. We did say Motherwell absolutely decimated by injuries today. Would that have given St Johnston a boost? Well, certainly looks like it. They are in front on 19 minutes. Guy Melamed with the goal. Well, for Park, Motherwell are having a nightmare this season. You thought it couldn't get any worse than last week, but conceding early on with a depleted squad, with a St Johnston team who are banging form, maybe the worst to come this afternoon. Yeah, not a great start at all. Graham Alexander side right up against it. Um, but deadly serious Go to Twitter You'll see the football sticker Of Mark Wilson Alex Ray Gordon deals honestly Did come all the way From Iceland There's some sort of Company selling them 30 US dollars Plus 15 for postage Somebody um, actually paid oh, that Hold on a second Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs 
And we've got a goal for Aberdeen We thought it would never come again Six games without a goal It's only taken them 20 minutes to open the scoring This afternoon at Pataudry Kelly are on their own uh, difficult run And it's that man who's just come on Callum Hendry He's only just replaced Fraser Hornby And what an introduction Now I'm again with the free kick Header from Hendry And an opener And a long awaited goal for Aberdeen yeah, well, what was this, that 553 minutes or something like that without a goal? If they went to the 60th minute, I believe they would have broke the, the league record without a goal. But, like, it's a guy they've relied on over the years to deliver the ball. And Niall McGinn back in the side, inch-perfect delivery. It's a great header. Terrible defending from I've, I've got to say, I think Tommy Wright, he's looking for a result. Obviously went in there, a difficult job. But when your captain doesn't do his job in the box... He just leaves him He runs off him And he's got a free header And gives the goalkeeper It's a great abs- header isn't it? Yeah, yeah Absolutely no chance But Great from Aberdeen's point of view But you're Tommy Wright Come on up Fighting for your survival Down the bottom of the league That's laziness That's lazy defending Tommy Wright would have Brought him through Would I be right in saying that At St, St. Johnson Yeah Calum Henry was out on loan at breaking I know that They were quite They always reminded me of oh, Calum Henry was here And look how well he's done now mm-hmm. But Tommy Wright would have Gave him his chance And He's came back to Haunton this afternoon So we've got a goal in all the games so far Then Hibs won up against Hamilton Motherwell won down at home to St Johnston St Mirren nil, Livy won And Aberdeen finally get their goal Aberdeen won, Kilmarnock nil. So um, that, must take, that must take a, a weight off Derek McInnes' yeah. shoulders Because if this game had went 30 minutes You know, 35, half time nil nil, And he's lost Hornby he would have been feeling severe pressure at half time. He would have wondered if it was ever going to happen. So he'll be feeling a lot easier about the game 22 minutes in. Yeah, going back to what we were saying, Gordon. Yep, producer Callum, I'm assuming he put it on his expenses, but had to pay 45 US dollars. I don't know what the exchange rate is to get this picture of you sent from Iceland. I, I find that hard to believe because I, I could have brought <laughs> him. Believe me, so do I, I. I could have brought him one from Motherwell for 20 quid. I've got one in my drawer, my sticker. <laughs> Uh, and I'm twinned with David Cooper because the two has looked alike. Yeah, yeah. There you we know? go. So, oh, there we go. Someone's actually sent it. So goodness knows how we couldn't get our hands on it yeah! and had to pay a fortune. Um, for That's when you know you're a top class man. Wait, wait, did you get in, in this one here? Because well, you look young. That was 1981. I was 12. Um, I bet eight seventeen. I don't know 17, 18 well, I'm sorry to ask you Such a hard question what <laughs> <are you taking? laughs> So 17, on the back 18. of that We're asking you at home What are the lengths You've gone to get your hands On some football um, Memorabilia uh, Daryl says I had a few too many At a sportsman's dinner Ended up winning A signed 2014 St Johnston Cup final 850 quid uh, that's, that's a once in a lifetime You never know Um those sportsmen dinner oh. could be dangerous. You know, you see the odd, you glance across at the auction uh, and you see hands uh, flying is, up. This is a sore one. Alan McMillan stayed outside Ali McCoist's house for an autograph. He came back for a run and he said it wasn't him. I had waited all day as well. So I don't know if, I, if it was <laughs> McCoist and he was at it or it genuinely wasn't him and this guy was at the wrong house. Just around, oh, that's, uh, so it's a waste waited, of everyone's yeah, time. He's waited all day. Um, what else have we got here Yeah loads of people um, 32 quid Sean Maxwell's done The, the, the exchange rate for us um, You know Alex Ray Because this doesn't Necessarily work on radio So the picture we've put up Of you and the hairdo Oh I'm sorry um, fashion back I've not day. seen oh, that one Andy Williamson says That oh. wasn't yesterday And Paul Warnock Is liking it to I'll paint the picture For you Gordon Have you seen Dumb and Dumber Yeah <laughs> 
know when Jim Carrey sticks his head out the, the, the limousine window and he's got the barcode fringe it's a bit like that White Christmas I can remember his name White Christmas that's why you shaved that hair off. By the way, you've been dying to shame me for weeks. By the way, he's got the buffon on as well. He's not a cut for about a month. We got I'm brilliant. struggling with this lockdown. Uh, must, at least there's an there's an excuse. Have you seen the size of you in that? Have I seen the size of me? Let's well, let's have a butchers of that. I've not seen it. Please. He's three stone lighter than a Gerim brick. He's what? Wow. <laughs> That's a different that guy. That's someone else. Ah, listen, that was I when I was, I was in fine fettle there. I was a fit, a fit young lad. <laughs> Lloyd Christmas, I love that. That's what we're going to refer to Alex Ray as <laughs> uh, from now on. I've just got a text here, Gordon, for a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He's talking about referees and you were talking about games. He says here, Kenny Clark was a business partner of mine. We were away on a boys' trip in, to Ely. As we drove back down the road, Clarky somewhat under the weather, we had, we had Clyde on radio and it was announced that the referee for Starts Park hadn't turned up. That had been Clarky's game. And he went completely white. He had he thought he had forgotten to tell the SFA that, that it was he was on. He forgot to tell them he was unavailable. Fortunately, he had a replacement ref, and the car, uh, the, the, there was a car trouble with the, uh, the the referee. But he was on his way back doing fairly a bit worse for worse. Kenny Clark forgot to tell the SFA. Well played, Clark. See, in old days, Gordon, you talk about referees, right? And announcing from the stadium that you know Andy qualified. He's a player. I've seen days when, like, say, players get uh, injured at the warm up, and you come into the, you send the physio down to the pub, and you oh, behave. True story. Uh, on my life. At what level are you trying to say this happened? Uh, when I was at Range Rovers. Range Rovers. Yeah. Yeah, but you <laughs> were the manager. No, I was a player. <laughs> he was in the pub, and you pulled a guy from the pub uh, to come and play. No, I was a player. The starts part, uh-huh. for instance, right? And what happened was the. the uh, Manager used to come in, name the team, subs, right? The rest of you's a wee you's go. So the first place you go is down the local, down, it was 10, 20 yards. Oh, right, right, right. So they're in the squad, though. Oh, they're in the squad. I thought you meant like some random guy. (laughs) 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 Jimmy, you're a good domino player. Come up, you played well, right? right, No, the guy's in the pub, and then the physio would be sent down, or the the kit man saying, look, so and so get injured. That's believable. Hold on, I've finished my pint, and I've still got a body. Think how devastated you'd be if you got the shot. You'd be hiding under the table if you seen the physio come in. Right, so we're asking the lengths you've gone to to get your hands on football memorabilia. We've had a message in, Alex forwarded to me. It says, Hi, God. And it cost me £1,200 to go on a night out with Alex Ray on the old Kent Road when he played with Millwall. That was better than any memorabilia. <laughs> but wife's listening to this. Um, it's from Tam Callaghan. So oh, Big Ted. Oh, do you remember Tam Callaghan? Yeah, was it Celtic? Callaghan, sorry, yeah. Callaghan, yes. Oh, yeah, Big Ted. Yeah, he's a very good guy. Good pal of mine for back in the day. We used to play at Boys Club. But oh, that was him, Stuart Balmer, some good good guys. Uh, what else have we got? Another injury, but this one's for Kilmarnock. Is it. Is it Di Camona? Yeah, um, he's, he's gone down. He's clutching. It looks like his hamstring it tends to be the end of the end of the day for you. If that's the case, yeah, it, it just you know try to play a forward pass. He had a long forward pass. You could see him right away going down and end of his afternoon. That could be a lengthy one. And Kilmarnock had their troubles at central yeah. defence this season, so yep. it's not looking good for Tommy Wright. Uh, lots of injuries actually. Ongpo's gone off injured. Moyles come on for the Ackies. Brian Rice is not happy. He's Pointing towards the officials He's uh, doing a bit of ranting Because remember Young Jamie Hamilton Already sent off Hibs went one in front They're still one in front uh, We've got a one goal lead In every game St Johnston one up At Motherwell Hibs one up Against Hamilton Livy one up At St Mirren And Aberdeen one up At home Against Kilmarnock Lloyd Christmas eh Yeah <laughs> It's a bit 
<laughs> it's I, a belter. Where is it, Alex? Have you got yours in there? No. No, no right. I'll, I'll, I'll have a, listen, I'm a, I'll have a look online. Craigie on Boy says sportsman's dinner for the Scottish Amateur Association. I bought Brian Loudrop's Clyde top for £600 and it's still up the loft. Um, Helen Smith chased Stevie Kirk down for Park Street to get him to take a picture with my mammy. He was lovely about it and he took the picture, even though some nut job had chased him. That's, that'll be perfect. Very course. popular, Kirky Mother. Oh, absolutely. Oh, what did you say there, Gordon? Brian Loudrop's Clyde top. That's what the tweet says, yeah. Clyde. Brian Loudrop. Brian Loudrop. Go to Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. A wee stint at Clyde. Well, I know George Alberts. Did you know of yeah, a couple George of George Alberts. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't remember Loudrop coming. I'm just reading out the message. Don't he would have run riot. <laughs> don't, yeah. shoot, don't shoot the messenger. You're kind of starling, well, not. There you go. Oh great, that's it. You three yeah, just, just, sorry, just, just the the mic on radio, Alex yeah. was yeah, yeah. You're looking you're looking good there, Alex. Well, do you know the thing is they always try and pick the worst picture by the way. I've just put one on Twitter there with the full mane of hair. Gordon's got the old ah, uh, that looks better. That's come not, on. that's not so much no Lloyd Christmas in that <laughs> one. <laughs> I was the missus that cut that, Gordon. Oh dear. Um, Aberdeen finally getting their goal. Callum Hendry with it. Um, Good delivery as well, you have to say. Yeah. One of him again. Printing a pace on the ball. He's playing less and less now, Alex. Now I'm beginning. Yeah. You would think so because he's getting on uh, in years. He must Early be 30s, now 33, 33 yeah. something like that. So for a winger, he's getting on. But you've got to say, service to Aberdeen over the years has, has been tremendous. And you just see glimpses of a brilliance like that. Great ball right in the money. Calm Henry does well actually to keep that under the bar. Um, a decent goal for Aberdeen. Mark, give us your question again, please. Okay, since 2002, seven players have played in a Europa League or UEFA Cup final and have also played for a team in Scotland. This excludes Celtic's 2003 squad or Rangers' 2008 squad. Can you name them? Right, let's try and do some wrong answers. Murray's gone Brahim Hemdani. No. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Chris Ryardon's gone. Edgaris Jankowskis. Nope. Yeah, I think I've seen no Champions people League. are thinking Champions yeah, League. Yeah, Champions yeah. Peter Ramsey's definitely thinking Champions League because he's named all the big hitters: Robertson's, Van Dijk, Van Bronckhorst, etc. Um, so nothing else there. Mm. What else have we got? A few seeing him, Danny. There's a name that keeps coming up, and it's not on your list, and that makes me very, very nervous because that makes me think that. Might be a might be a bit of an oversight. Um, yeah, that would worry me. I must admit. Um, What's your name? No, well, it's not on your list. But I'm going to need to find out why it's not on your list before I read it out. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, what else have we got? A, a few people going for <laughs> for Fernando Rickson. No, not Fernando. He didn't play. He was on the bench, was he? That's yes, right. That's that was right. Yes, yes, yeah, he, he didn't play. Didn't. So that's what you've got to. That's what you've got to remember. Yeah, it's a hard one this week and. Especially when it comes to <laughs> pronouncing the answers. <laughs> Can I, Alex, want to go at this pronouncing the answers no, this week? Absolutely not. No. I'll leave that to you, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't see anyone getting us, Gordon. I know our, our listeners are knowledgeable football fans, but nah, that's I, a hard I, question. I someone got it? I think we're going to have to do the old um, Stewart's Inquiry. Inquiry. I think oh. we're going to need to add one on. Callum wow. had a nightmare. Oh, I was chatting to Callum about this last week. You sure it was Callum? Is it not we Chris again? Let's just blame Callum anyway. Uh, blame Chris. Ah, uh, Chris is here. It was Chris. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Anyway, I'll we'll get that cleared up for you in just a second. It wouldn't be a Saturday afternoon without us doing that in the teaser no, with it. Next let's be one, honest. Next one's good, Gordon. But I'll tell you, some of the players. Oh, we've got a goal in Paisley. Goal flashes. 
with Top Scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. St Mirren 1, Livy 1, Cami McPherson, one of the academy products that Roger Hanna mentioned was in the midfield today and he has levelled things up in Paisley. Livy had taken the lead, I think it went down as an own goal, a bit of confusion about that one, but Pais- uh, Paisley, St Mirren have hit back Cami McPherson with the goal. It's been a good response. A, a, yeah, a Jim Goodwin has is, is installed that in his team this year that when they go behind, it's, they don't cave in. Very rarely do they? they They keep chipping away And they get their rewards Cammy Ferson Good young player So He'll be looking to go on And win that A big test for Livy um, Can they Put an end to their poor run um, I would fancy St Mirren To now go on and win that Actually I would I said a draw Saying that at the start I, I But I think St Mirren will win that Mark I can't see Dazzler's face Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I say well, I see, Can you see my nose? <laughs> Air Nil Inverness <laughs> 1 Daniel Mackay's opened the scoring For Inverness They've got some catch up to do Haven't played as many games um, As the teams round about them uh, That's an interesting one Gordon with, with teams like Inverness And it's Clyde well, uh, No Clyde were the same But obviously that's been suspended now But um, When are they going to make these games up? Exactly you know, When you look at the fixture calendar And try to squeeze these games in And Still got some adverse weather You know Up north Will every game be playable anyway When it gets pencilled back in So Important that they get as many points on the board as they can um, When they're actually playing It's They'll be happy that they've taken the league Well are they four games behind Willow Something like that innit? I think yeah. they'd have to kind of mm. mid- A couple of midweeks Try and fulfil the fixtures catch up No problem Four games Monday, Wednesday Saturday yeah. Every time this guy does something We'll talk about it Because you always mention How crazy he was Gavin Gunning Mark He scored for Chesterfield is he? is he still playing? He scored for Chesterfield I mean, In Ross County I, I, I'm Amazed that this guy's still playing. He's uh, uh, he was a he was a character. I, I've said before. He used to just come in and say every morning at Dundee United, "Can I believe I'm in a dressing room with yous? Yous are absolutely hopeless. I'm the best player here by far." And you didn't know if he was joking or well, serious. When and you looked about the dressing room, I think he was telling the truth. Ah, well, he had Champions League experience like myself and. He had Rank, John Rankin there, ex Man United, and. Ah. John so it's a strange thing you're saying it, Mark Lowe. Aye, aye. Was it? Playing, did he play in Manchester United? Right, as usual, we need to What's up you? that. But it's, it's now sitting <gasps> at eight players. It might go up, wow. by the way. That's the that's the mystery of a Saturday afternoon. You just never <laughs> no. know. Please tell me it's an easy um, name, though. Yeah, or you, or you, even you'll be able to read this one. Okay. Um, so someone will need to amend the tweet for everyone who's playing along. We're up to eight at the moment. Eight players since 2002 who've played a Europa League or UEFA Cup final and also played for a team in Scotland. Um, it doesn't include Celtics 03 or Rangers 08 squad. So anyone that was within those squads, I think even if it was at a different time, it doesn't it doesn't count. So Joe um, Lewis has pulled off a brilliant save there, Gordon. A ball down the line by Dicker. And I'm not sure whether it's Tishball or that, but it's a late run from Kabamba, mid- I think it was. Was, was it Kabamba? I, I thought he'd so. gone off. Did he not go off injured there? Someone went in. No, penalty Hibbs. Anyway, what a great save by uh, Joe Lewis. Uh, penalty Hibs um, and I'm just watching some of the, the goals coming in from down south remember Callum Lang played for Motherwell first half yeah, of the season too, yeah. was recalled by Wigan he's been scoring a few for Wigan and oh. he's scored an absolute screamer um, we liked him Gordon didn't so we, we remember we first seen him earlier in the season we thought he was uh, good qualities Martin Boyle steps up scored a penalty recently but this one is saved Ooh. by the Hamilton Ackies goalkeeper so there is life left in the Ackies yet do you think th- the the penalty taker if you get two should yes. should change. It wasn't a penalty, remember earlier the first one. Oh right, sorry, that was false okay. adversary. No, for for your question, no, I think no, no. Barisic never changed on Thursday. Scored two. I I had I was a penalty taker for Dundee United and we went to Gretna 
when Gretna were still a team Scottish Cup game got a penalty in the first half scored it penalty shortly after missed it and I just felt kind of psyched out yeah did you go the same side same side yeah yeah goalie great save this one Ryan Fulton um, good dive to the right and makes the save right we're also asking you on Twitter um, for the length the greatest lengths you've gone to to get your hands on some football memorabilia if you go to our Twitter feed this will all make more sense it's because we paid a lot of money for a vintage photo of Gordon Deal from Iceland and I'm, I'm serious that's not a, and it's not the supermarket either I mean the, the country <laughs> it's not even free <laughs> next um, to the chicken nuggets Dennis, Dennis says that he once got a bus from Les Mahago to Hamilton Asda just to get a signed Arthur Newman book it's not that far, Dennis, no. is it? I mean, that's a job. Okay, right. It's, it's not bad. Not Three bad, stops. Okay. Um, what else have we got? PR says that he used to work in the memorabilia game. Um, so I had access to all the Rangers and Celtic squad so I could get any name in the back of my top and get it signed. All right, PR. We're looking for guys that weren't Aww. as well connected as you. Quite a bit of show off the whole PR. Um, Rangers history paid £15 for a 1985 edition of the Rangers News which had a picture of an extremely young Alex Ray in it I've just sent it to Will Unbelievable I've just sent it just old would you be there? Dazzle, do you remember the big uh, communal bath? Yes I just got dragged out the bath to uh, to do that picture I was uh, about 15 and a half, 16 that picture And there we go, people are pointing out it was a pre-season friendly that Brian Loudrop played for Clyde Clyde. against Rangers Arthur Newman, George Alberts all involved So, uh, uh, Gordon, yeah. I've got to say I've just seen Alex's Dumb and Dumber Roy Christmas <laughs> picture there <laughs> It is amazing It's an amazing resemblance <laughs> To the start of Dumb and Dumber <laughs> <laughs> It is brilliant All you need is a chip in that tooth, <laughs> that front tooth Listen, and you're don't, there. don't mention that front tooth McGeady, I'm oh, still having nightmares <laughs> Brilliant Samsonite briefcase <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest comedy of all time. Oh, and right. Alex was in it. Oh, oh, is that a pullover he's wearing in there? Or is that a cardigan? <laughs> I can't see because he's in a different studio. I know one thing I'm sweltering yeah. in here. Uh, Dundee nil, Queen of the South 2. Reese Breen has doubled it. What a, what a run Queen of the South are on. They're enjoying themselves um, at the moment. Absolutely flying. Uh, what else have we got? Dr. Y says, What a handsome man Dazzler used to be. Shame. Shame he started uh, a prescription of ugly pills. I think that's a bit below the belt. What's the, what's the fella's name again, Gordon? Dr. Y. Yeah, send him to him. <laughs> the yeah. Um, there are actually a f- few people making comments about that. I'm, I'm going to turn your mic off here because... Um, oh, Car- don't, don't. Ca- yeah, Carol Ann says, Looking hot, Mr. D. Love heart eyes, flame emoji. Smiley face with tongue sticking out And we kisses at the end of it Yeah, So he's got a fan I'm turning your mic off Because I want to keep my job So we'll we'll leave that at the moment um, What else have we got? Yeah, to um, I'm telling you Just stop talking about that um, Bert says I genuinely thought Alex Ray went from birth to now Just bald I didn't know he had hair Well, you better believe he does Oh, Lloyd Christmas um, it's in there Andrew wants to know If we found yours In a in a charity shop Mark No not this time um, But seriously Right yes Alex Ray's here Is funny But I want to know more About your Your stories Of going great lengths To To get a A piece of football Memorabilia I've actually got a friend um, He might be listening I don't know if his other half Will be Will I expose him Yes ah, Probably why not Um 
he and they're saving for a wedding as well around oh, the corner, which, is, which is always tense. And he's just spent, Derek. He's just <laughs> <laughs> he's just spent a silly amount of money on a a, a league cup final program from the nineteen fifties when Motherwell were in the league cup final. Lots of money from the from the nineteen fifties. Why? Um, why is any that sort of thing? Obviously, I don't know. Like not old programs. I, I, hundreds of pounds. I hope he's. Oh, I wasn't going to say the amount or his name. And he's saving for a wedding. I mean, yes. that is oh, a costly oh, no. affair. But uh, no. I mean, oh. uh, but yeah. what? Uh, well, I'm interested to know what did they do? See at sportsmen's dinners, and and you're saying there, your pal collects the programmes. What did mm. they do once they get them home? Just, did they frame them? them? Did they? Yeah, them probably or? frame. Ah. Well, funnily enough, right, there is more to this, and I'm. I, I'm reluctant to go here um, Just in case there's some jokes That will get us kicked off air But Not only did it cost you a fortune This picture of you It took three weeks to arrive And was wrapped very tightly in cling film (laughs) I don't know Whoever sent it was protecting you Uh, Needless to say We don't care as much We've been um, Throwing it around the office Since it arrived So There we go Um, Just to When I read out him Danny is a wrong answer I know he played for Marseille But he was a member of the Rangers squad And none of the Rangers or Celtic squads count So if you're on the teaser Stop sending us him Danny We have upped it to uh, to eight, remember From the seven And do you know the funniest thing about this? You know we made a joke about you being unable to Pronounce the names This name is so easy to pronounce This is the easiest one I can't believe um, we missed him uh, Colin Spears used to stay near Davy Cooper And he would kick the ball over uh, just kind of nearby Every time he walked his dog Just to try and get him To kick the ball back What a player I still have the signed card That he gave me So there we go That's a bit of Going to some lengths To get a, a piece of football uh, I, I, uh, memorabilia. Lived, I lived four doors down And never kicked the ball over my Saying that I was in a flat <laughs> Gus paid over the odds For a signed Rangers top In an online auction Whilst the wife was working In the Falklands Which I hid under the bed When she found it um, I was convinced To put it in for auction At a local supporters club And I grudgingly did so You get told Oh no You get that can't money believe back They can't believe it buckled You get that money back Gus He knew it was good for him um, So yeah What lengths have you gone to um, To get your hands On some Football memorabilia We do have a lot of football action on the pitch today And actually a decent amount of goals Motherwell, their poor run at home though It's been a difficult season at home 1-0 down to St Johnson A a bit of a a makeshift squad out for Motherwell today St Johnson won in front Warming up for that League Cup final Hibs won, Hamilton nil. Hibs have missed a penalty though Hamilton are down to 10 Jamie Hamilton sent off St Mirren won, Livy won Cammy McPherson equalising for St Mirren and Aberdeen have finally scored one up on Kilmarnock thanks to Callum Hendry. Anything you'd like to add? No? Just me? Just want me to keep sure. going? Mike, the mics are off. The mics are off. Uh, you, you deserve <laughs> that. We had a great story there. <laughs> <laughs> Just got shanked <laughs> out. Should have heard that one there. <laughs> no, look, watching this Aberdeen game, I, when Alex decided to pick this, uh, I didn't think it'd be the most game, entertaining, but Alex, yeah, it certainly is. It's, mm. it's decent. Uh, and But Derek McInnes will certainly be the the happier uh, of the two managers not only just because of the goal but I think they've much improved from what they've been in recent weeks I, I agree it's a, it's a decent game but I don't know where Kilmarnock have got to score a goal from like ever. ever 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 again ever ever in their history again they will not score a goal unless they get real top strikers in you didn't let me finish um, Lafferty's there can he make a an impact right away This could be a great game For him to come on And get a goal He's capable of that Gordon I wouldn't say he's a prolific goal scorer 
But I certainly think he can get you goals. So it'll be interesting to see when Tommy Wright decides to make that move. Um, he'll probably, in a half time, 1 0, try and look at the next 15, 20 minutes and then unleash Lafferty to see if he can get them back into the game. I just got a text for the missus there and she went, Lloyd Christmas, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in trouble when your missus is getting you grief. That's it. Now we know we can't tell too many stories if she's listening. That's fine. She always need listens. To, need to bear that in mind. Um, I don't think mine has ever listened, ever, ever, Never. to a single minute. I don't think so. Clearly, talking off rubbish oh, in the house. No, I don't think I'm so. I'm the same. None of mine's have ever listened. Um, <laughs> I to be thought, fair, they're spread all me. over the country. <laughs> I, I actually thought of you um, when, I, when I saw, I mean, a bit different, to be fair, in terms of celebrity status, but when I. What, the wife I was just talking about Telling me all about Kim Kardashian's third divorce Now I couldn't care less But it did make me think of you yeah, um, You're the You're the Kanye West Of the Of the Super Scoreboard Studio Hearts nil Morton nil At half time That does not sound like a classic At Tyne Castle That means the half time whistles Are starting to go Mark Which means The moment we've all been waiting for Let's hear you try And read these answers the first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals, pull out, plus Davy Province Frank and fearless column Hold on, we've got another one of these first Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Motherwell nil, St Johnston too Terrible time to concede as well Jason Kerr, the St Johnston captain um, Has scored And Saints will take a 2-0 lead into the break By the looks of it Dunfermline 1, Alloa one right, Mark Wilson. Give us the question. Since 2002, seven players have played in a Europa League or UEFA Cup final, and have also played for a team in Scotland. This excludes Celtic's 2003 squad or Rangers' 2008 squad. They were <laughs> Colo Turi. Well done, easy. John Ortonexi. Ortonexi. That's not yeah, that's Dundee. Yeah. Now I'm thinking this is a silent T Alexandros Ziolis Cholis I think Yeah not bad okay. yeah. Yep. Mark Viduca Easy Marius Nikolai mm. Yep Nuno Capuccio Pierre Van Hoydonk And Aaron Hughes Was your bonus one And no one Got all eight That's probably our fault Because we said there were seven Initially But no one got all eight And that's good Because we were going to try And stump people um, This week But don't worry The second half teaser It's the who am I It's a lot easier What could possibly go wrong Only one name Thanks for taking part uh, On that one Half time at St Mirren Let's go there And speak to Roger Hanna Yes, and Mirren won, Livingston won at the break, an entertaining first half, but Livingston manager David Martindale be furious, his team aren't ahead at the interval, they took the lead after seven minutes, Gavin Riley back in the Livingston side, the former St Mirren striker went down in the far side under the challenge of Conor, Mc... Conor McCarthy, but... Pardon me, the far side linesman gave it. Willie Collin didn't look convinced, but he did give the free kick. And then a terrific in-swinging left-footed delivery by Craig Sibbald called all, all sorts of problems in the six-yard box. Richard Tate met it, headed it out, but it only headed it into Conor McCarthy. And the ball flew off McCarthy's back, back past goalkeeper Jack Annick for a really comical own goal. It was no more than Livingston deserved at that stage. He could have gone further ahead. Nicky Devlin's deflected cross flew inches in front of Arnick's goal and no takers 
for it at all and it was the same from the corner Josh Mullen firing in the corner from the left right through the six yard box with no finishing touch from any of the Livingston strikers at all Sibold in 29 minutes he had another chance he worked space did well to get the ball onto his left foot 25 yards out a fierce drive it was pushed behind by Anik but then out of the blue with St Mirren hardly in the game they pulled level after 31 minutes McPherson found space 30 yards out got the ball onto his left foot stepped forward and unleashed a wonderful strike that flew into the top corner Robbie McCrory recalled in the Livingston goal today no chance whatsoever that almost marked Livy back into life they were pushed forward again 38 minutes Julian Serrano up from left back got to the byline and he was the latest player to blaze across right into that six yard box and it flew right across Annie's goals with no takers manager Martindale just shaking his head in frustration at the opportunities Livy were creating but not able to take and that's why at the break they're still on level terms here it's St Mirren 1 Livingston 1 it's also half time at Fir Park Fraser Wishups watched that one Motherwell nil, St Johnston 2, and you can't argue with St Johnston's two-goal lead. They've completely dominated the game throughout, and goals from Melamed and Kerr, two excellent goals. And But in general, St Johnston played really well. The only effort that goal in the early stages of Alan McCann header, he looked into the arms of Liam Kelly, and other than that, little to talk about from either side until the opener in 19th minute, and a brilliant goal it was. Sean Rooney, the right-back, he had drove forward. He's laid the ball off to, to Guy Melamed. He cut inside an Israeli striker, curled the ball into the top right-hand corner of Kelly's goal from 20 yards with his left foot. Absolutely brilliant finish by the striker. And from then, St Johnson in complete control and all a bit of a struggle for Motherwell. Trying to play from the back, but every time he tried to go forward, St Johnson pressing the ball well, breaking up any Motherwell possession. And half an hour passed without anything for Xander Clark to do in the St Johnson goal. The other end, Melamed looking really sharp for St Johnson. Almost made it 2 on 27. Lovely low cross from Wotherspoon right across the six-yard box. In slid Melamed. Any touch, it was a goal, but it just ball just evaded him and went out for a goal kick. Another Wotherspoon cross made his way to Rooney at the back post. Low drive, first time by the right back across the goalkeeper and inches wide. There were danger signs from Motherwell. They responded and their only real effort at goal came in the 35th minute. 25-yard shot from Liam Polworth was pushed away by Xander Clark at full stretch. But then it was back to normal flow of the game. St Johnson on the ball. Ali McCann again went close. Good driving play by Liam Craig. Loose ball fell to McCann. Again, shot across the goalie. Inches wide. Liam Gordon headed a Wotherspoon corner over. Jason Kerr did similar this time. The ball looped onto the top of the net. But right on the 45 minutes, the skipper for St Johnson scored. Liam Craig, 25 yards out, had a fierce... 25 yards shot, hit the underside of the bar, bounced out. Chris Kane got his head to the ball. It fell to Sean Rooney, three yards out, and somehow with an open goal, he headed it, it hit the bar again. This time, Motherwell managed to clear it to the edge of the box, but Jason Kerr was there from 18 yards, and his fierce shot ended up in the back of the net. A really good finish by the centre half. Callum Davidson would be delighted, but a lot of work for Graham Alexander to do at half time. But his limited options, as we said before the game, due to injuries to his players, not many players on the bench that can make a difference for him in the second half. Half time here at Park, Motherwell Nelson Johnston too. It's also half time at Easter Road between Hibbs and Hamilton. How's that one been going, David Friel? Yeah, half time 1 0. Martin Boyle's fifth goal in four games has put Hibbs in command against the 10 man Ackies, but it's been another nightmare for Hamilton defender Jamie Hamilton. 18 year old has only started 27 games for the Ackies. He's now been sent off a staggering four times. Um, Brian Reyes isn't happy. He, had, he remonstrated with Martin Boyle going off there. He's, he's been at the fourth official. I dare say he's going to have his say on the, the, the referee as well. Basically, Jamie Hamilton was late in Martin Boyle. It was out near the dugouts, about 40 yards out. It was late, it was high, but I don't know how much contact there was. I think Brian Rice feels the Hibs players influenced the referee. They surrounded Craig Napier, they were going crazy. He hesitated for a second, and there you go, red card. 60 seconds later, the ball was worked out to the left-hand side. Martin Boyle cuts in. 
Great finish past Ryan Fulton for his fifth goal in four games, and that put Aki's, you know, really under the cosh. It could have been worse, you know, Marius Ogunpog is off injured, David Moyle comes on, he gives away a penalty, Martin Boyle takes it, Ryan Fulton makes a great save this time, but it's been all Hibs since the red card. Josh Doig's had a chance, Craig, uh, Chris Cadden's had a chance, Jamie Murphy too, and it's, you know, it looks a real, real long second half for Aki's now. The irony is they actually started better. You know, Marius Ogunpog hit the post, uh, Scott McMahon had a chance, and, you know, they really were getting at Hibs. Then came that crazy moment from Hamilton. You know, I dare say Ryan, Brian Rice, as I said, will have a lot to say about it afterwards. Half time at Easter Road, it's Hibs 1, Hamilton 0. It's also half time at Pataudry between Aberdeen and Kilmarnock. Dave Galloway. Half time, Aberdeen 1, Kilmarnock 0. The hosts with an early opening. Ferguson burst into the box and tested Doyle with a powerful drive, which was turned round the post. Dicker had a volley at the other end from a corner but hit it straight at Lewis. Hornby wasn't far away for Aberdeen with a drive from the edge of the area going just wide with the keeper rooted to his spot but in the art of shooting he appeared to injure himself. Uh, however, Hornby's replacement up front, Henry, wasted very little time in ending the Don's record goal drought with a fine header to convert McGinn's very well-placed free kick. Kabamba nearly stole in for an equaliser when he pounced on defensive hesitancy only to be denied by a good block by Lewis so just a goal in it's at the interval but uh, the visitors are far from out of things at half time Aberdeen 1 come on it nil Scottish football's league leader this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Half time in the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen 1 Kilmarnock 0 Hibs 1 Hamilton Ackies 0 Motherwell 0 St Johnston 2 And St Mirren 1 Livingston 1 In the Scottish Championship Are Broth 0 Wraith Rovers 0 Dundee 0 Queen of the South 2 Air United 0 Inverness 1 Dunfermline 1 Alloa 1 And Hearts 0 Morton Nil the English Premier League. I'll give you a couple of them. Full time Southampton one, Chelsea one, and at half time Burnley nil, West Brom nil. The second halves are coming up next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.